Hello, guys and dolls. It's me, your hostess with the mostess, Rodney. And welcome to Better Living with yours truly, of course. This is the show that will help you to live better, shine brighter, and just be the best gosh darn version of yourself imaginable. So straighten up that tiara and break out those great shoes. You know the ones. The ones that hurt your feet but make your buns look absolutely fabulous. Yes, let's break them bitches out. Today's episode is all about self-empowerment. We're going to break this thing down, okay, honeys? Self-empowerment begins with you. That's why the self comes in front of empowerment. The self doesn't come after the empowerment, nor does it come on the empowerment. But that would be kind of fun. Anywho, the self comes before. A little selfish sounding, I know, but you're worth it. Listen, can we be real? You are responsible for your own happiness. Nobody else is. For example, last week, I was browsing on Amazon for some great fall shirts. I felt like I needed something new, something dark, something slimming. You feel me? And besides, I'm worth it. Well, I just fell in love with this gray, saucy cardigan sweater that I knew would just hug my body in all the right places. You know what I mean? It was a little pricey, but you know what? I knew that it was worth it. And do you know how I knew it was worth it? Because I am worth it. Now, do me a favor. Say this to yourselves. I am worth it. That is self-empowerment. So Aaron, my West Coast partner, we're, well, we're bi-coastal. Aaron told me that I was on a budget and I didn't need to spend any more money on, quote, frivolous items, end quote, whatever. So anyways, not the first time that we've talked finances. Okay, full disclosure. Once upon a time, I may have maxed out a credit card or two or eight, but it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Who cares? It doesn't matter. So I had a dilemma. Be responsible and listen to Aaron and look like a hack or buy the cardigan and look absolutely fab. You know what I did? Well, I told that bitch to sit down and mind her own goddamn business. And you know what else? I look absolutely fabulous in my sweater, just like I thought I would. That is what I call self-empowerment. And it's also what I call making heifers like Aaron jelly. Moral of the story, you can't let anybody steal your thunder. Uh-uh, no ma'am, nope, not today, Satan, not happening. You know what is happening right now? Me looking just marvelous in my sweater. And I don't give a good Clark Gable what anyone thinks of me, child. Uh-uh. That is also self-empowerment. Now, if you're anything like me, I'm sure that you have more than just a great pair of shoes that need to come out of the closet. Am I right? So, as of today and tomorrow and every day after, when we rise, we are just going to shine. We are going to sparkle, baby. And that is self-empowerment. And this has been Better Living with me, Rodney. Until next time, honeys, stay real, stay you, and stay fabulous. Hi, it's me, Ned Lee Baked here. And I can't believe it, but this is the end of season one. Baby, you're going to hit me one more time. Count it down for me. Yeah.
Hello, I'm TV actor and host Jeff Sandor, and welcome to the season finale of They Still Live. This is a Patriot podcast where we all come together in the middle of the road and we chat about anything and everything. And sometimes we even say some of the most outrageous stuff that most people can only think about but don't actually have the courage to say out loud. So let's get to know each other, shall we? We've got the entire cast of They Still Live on this episode. Joining us tonight, we've got casting director and actress, Miss Jen and Gully. Welcome back, Jen. Hello. Happy to be back we've, on our final episode. How exciting. We've missed you the past couple. I missed you guys. I mean, I don't know how you made it without me, but I, apparently you did. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe we've made it without Jen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fortunately, though, I have had, and welcome back, the iconic and sometimes gin and tonic, Mr. Vinny B. <laughs> What's up, Vinny? Oh, not too much. The weather's getting cooler and the world is getting crazier. <laughs> well, at least the temperature's nice, right? And last but certainly not least, please welcome back writer, massage therapist, and world traveler, Mr. Chase Shoemate. What's up, buddy? I suck at trivia. <laughs> really? Because I heard you swallow at it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, where are you getting your uh, information from? Is that uh, from a Democrat? Well, a guy named Rodney may have given me a scoop on the thing. That's all I'm going to say. Please. Oh, that Rodney guy. I know. Well, panel, uh, I, th- I figured I'd throw out an icebreaker. Let's play a little improv. What do you guys say? Down for some word game? <laughs> We've done this one other time. This topic for improv is going to be things I trust more than government. Okay? So when I call on you, you just name something that you trust more than the government. All right? I'll start. All right? Uh, let's see. Things I trust more than government. I trust uh, breast milk from Bruce Jenner more than I trust government. All right. I'm being able to go on that route. (laughs) (laughs) I trust. I trust my wife more than I trust government. (laughs) Smart move, Vinny. Smart move. If she listens to the show, that's a damn smart move. Chase, what do you trust more than government? An alien gynecologist? (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Jen. I trust decaf coffee being served as decaf coffee more than I trust the government. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, things I trust more than government. Um, I trust a vampire giving me a blowjob more than I trust government. Vinny. I trust facial queefs more than I trust government. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Chase. <laughs> I trust your dog Mambo more than I trust the government. 
And for those of you that don't know Mambo, he is a devil incarnate in Chihuahua form. Uh, Jen. I trust the existence of dragons more than I trust the <laughs> Wise, wise. Let's see. Uh, things I trust more than government. I trust uh, a proctologist with poor depth perception more than I trust government. <laughs> Chase. I trust unicorn farts more than I trust government. <laughs> Jen. I'm not even like making this up. I was about to say something about unicorn poop. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Jen, get out of my head. <laughs> I was going to say unicorn poop is like the cure for cancer more than the government. <laughs> hey, unicorn, unicorn, anything could be a cure for anything. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I've heard. I don't, I don't trust either of those. I don't know. Things I trust more than government. I trust, um, shit. Um, I trust Nancy Pelosi to be my designated driver more than I trust government. Vinny. I trust dried out condoms more than I trust government. (laughs) 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 Um... I trust a garbage collector to make my smoothies more than I trust <laughs> government. Oh, my goodness. Jen. I trust rubber band propelled airplanes more than I trust the government. <laughs> Things I trust more than government. Uh, I trust the mystery stain on a mattress at the La Quinta Inn more than I trust government. Vinny. I trust ladies' rainbow stains more than I trust government. (laughs) All ladies have them. (laughs) Don't worry, Jeff. uh, Vinny has done an extensive, thorough study of this. Oh, my God. Earmuffs, Jen. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got my work cut out for me editing this episode. All right. (laughs) All right. Woo. I love those games. All right, panel. Everybody's juiced up, jazzed up, and ready to rock and roll. Uh, let's go with, for our topics this evening, sexuality and relationships. This episode and anything else you guys want to talk about. So what do you guys know about relationships? Anything? Well, I think we've relationship. quite some time. <laughs> Well, like a romantic one. I was going to say, I was like, Vinny's, he's the lucky guy because he's married. (laughs) And whatever you do, stay married, Vinny. Relationships are complicated. I always say if if things don't work out, I'll never get married again. And somebody always asked me, well, what are you going to do for partnership? And I said, hookers, you pay cash, you do your biz, you get the free app. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your first wife or have you been married before? Yeah, my only wife. First and only. One and done. First and only. Yeah. I had one of those one and done myself. So I'm done. So there ain't, well, I'm not getting hookers. <laughs> you pay in other ways, but I'm just not getting a contract. I'm. I, it just doesn't sit well with me to have a uh, 
the the state and the federal government involved in my relationships. You know, just, eh, marriage scares me. So, what's the key to your your longevity there, Vinny? Yes, ma'am. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> so, does she wear pants in the family? No, it's just that we we get along. We've dated for quite some time before we got married, and uh, we give each other our each other space if uh, I don't. Uh, throw tantrums and get into too many arguments. Even when she's upset, I try to calm things down and take the high road. I like to take the high road too, buddy. Yeah. A different high road. That's right. Chase, you're writing a book about relationships and love, right? Correct. Okay. So what is your take on relationships and love in, uh, in the 21st century? Well, it's, the funny thing is it's not a simple or complex thing. It's a lot of different things. And I think the biggest thing that I'm learning is it's, there's no formula that is a one size fits all for everybody. And I think you and I have joked about it a number of times is, is kind of finding a person that matches your weird vibe or whatever. And it's just there. The book is initially it was going to be an article and, I'd pick out this and this, and there's just so many different side topics that are kind of applicable. And once you get into the 20, like you're saying, the 21st century, you have to bring in subjects like online dating and how that has changed the ideals and the way that we're meeting partners. Well, let's start, let's start with there, Chase. What do you think about online dating? uh, It's, it doesn't work in my opinion. There might, (laughs) there's a few people that it might work for, but it just doesn't work. It's, there's no risk that's involved. Unfortunately, there's, you put this profile out there and if it doesn't match, if it doesn't check all the boxes that the person on the other end is, has created in their head, then I mean, you could be a great match, but if your profile picture isn't just right, or if you don't word things just perfectly, if it's not got all the bells and whistles, then you're not going to get the time of day. And unfortunately, people are all about the shiny things now instead of let me actually get to know you as a person. And so there's just so many things that it, it just doesn't work. And I've talked to a number of females and guys that have had just conversations with a person very short and the conversation just stops for no real reason. And it just, for whatever reason, just doesn't work, man. Jen, have you had any experience doing online dating? I have. Oh, well, what is your take? Can you, you agree with Chase or if you had similar or very different experiences? No, I agree with Chase. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I am coming from a place of, you know, I live in Wilmington and for such a long time I've contended that it's Wilmington for some reason. Like this is a a strange place. It's a really laid back beach community. A lot of like surfer, you know, whatever, college students, that kind of thing. And so I've always been like, maybe it's the place I am. And we're talking about dating from like 35 and up, that kind of thing. Maybe the pool gets smaller. There's so many factors involved But I was listening to your podcast with David Ellis last week, and he's in New York, and he was saying something very similar. So I I really don't know what it is, what Chase was saying about like how you don't really have um, 
a level of investment somehow, you know, like online dating, basically, and you don't quite know, um, eHarmony has, you know, like questions and stuff like that. So it's more serious. Um, but as a general rule, you don't actually know how serious people are. So you're kind of like in this pool of, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Are they really, people put up things that they want you to see that aren't true. It's a uh, very difficult to navigate. And yes, people like you are thinking you're having a great conversation and all of a sudden they disappear for no reason. And you're not quite sure what happened. I've had situations where they're not just in Wilmington, they're in different states or different places in the state of North Carolina. It's just so difficult to actually connect. And I even went down a route. There was, I don't know if you guys know this, but there was like um, a woman in town by the name of Addie and she created a business that was uh, Wilmington Singles or something like that where she was like a meetup concierge of sorts. Like she would put people together. She'd have coffee with you and meet with everybody else and then she'd be the matchmaker. Wow. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is brilliant. I love this idea. Was she successful and at that? I, I think that it was... Well, for me, that's all I can talk to. You know, she had a database and you could either be like her special client who pays $700 a year oh, or something wow. and you get lots of attention or you could pay 30 bucks a month and be one of the ones they pull from. <laughs> you know, it was like kind of <laughs> inequitable. But for the for the for what I experienced, I think I went on three or four different dates and I just didn't feel the connection that she must have thought for us. It, none of them really worked. So I got to ask you, um, did you get, did you take her up on the gold or the platinum membership? I took her up on the 30 bucks a month. So maybe that was another reason. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, let's just put my toe in the water here and see how it goes. And relationships are difficult. I mean, I don't know what the solution I was in a long term relationship up until about 2013. And after that, it's been like, all right, let's see what this is like. And it's been a merry-go-round. It's so it's so crazy. Jeez. Now, Vinny, how did you meet your wife? And you said you dated uh, for quite some time. How did you guys get set up? Well, my best friend and her best friend were married. And I had gotten out of the military and they kind of invited us over and we got the we got to talking. And of course she played hard to get because she had another boyfriend at the time. Well, what, did they wait? Wait, did they try to hook you guys up, or did you guys just yeah. happen to meet up? So they were trying to hook no, you, they you tried, up, yeah. Even yeah. though she had a boyfriend, <laughs> I guess they didn't like right. him. Okay. Well, he was a loser. He still is a loser, but okay. Not that uh, you know, I think I'm better, but uh, obviously I turned out to be the right choice for her, and vice versa, because we've been together. Let's see, been married 26, been together since almost. We'll, we'll say 39 years. Jeez. Now, you said she played hard to get. How did she play hard to get with you? Well, she was still seeing this guy, but I guess she was just trying to figure out. She made me like, uh, I guess, chase her around a little bit. Like, hey, you want to go out today? Or you want to, you know, you want to get together? Or this type of thing. Well, you know, it's kind of difficult with him being around. And <laughs> so when we finally got rid of him, then I, we went out. And our first date was, I guess, uh, at some party with the people that hooked us up and it was uh Charles and Diana's wedding. We didn't go to the wedding, but we were at a party and it just happened to be that day. Nice. So we just figured out each other's interests. And, uh, 
I told her about some things that I liked, and she told me about some things that she liked. So we did both things, you know, and then uh, it just grew from there. And, you know, you have your ups and downs. There are days you want to choke the living shit out of each other, but you get over it. And uh, I think that's where, and, and, you know, we didn't live together before we got married. So it was kind of old school. What, what, let me ask you this. Uh, speaking of that, what is your take on people who live together? before they get married is it a pro is it a con is it neither what do you think well they say you really don't get to know each other till you live together and you know i see instances where like you get these young kids they move in together then they're having a tough time oh well let's have a baby that'll make things better then they, <laughs> yeah. the, the woman gets pregnant the kid's like barely 19 or 20 and uh, then you know they don't realize the baby comes first and they start doing their own thing and then they get in it gets worse and then they split up then you know you can't establish your life and what you want to do if you're tied down to raising a child people tend to uh well where i'm from they seem to want to get to know each other a little better rather than just jump right into a full-blown relationship where they may or may not get married but they still have children Mm, man, I tell you what, there's there's been no greater there's been no greater birth control to me than the sound of a baby crying. Okay, <laughs> if I hear a kid crying, I'm like, all right, I'm good. My dick shrivels up like a stack of dimes when I hear that sound. Okay, <laughs> I'm 40 years old and I'm still trying to raise myself. So how important is it to have a lot of stuff in common with partners and just in the dating scene in general? I think it's really important to have a certain number of things in common, but I don't think that it's, it's a healthy expectation to have everything in common. It's great that you have the things that you enjoy doing that's separate from the things that he or she enjoys doing. So I think one of the problems of today is that word expectations. We expect that other person to be the sum of our happiness. And there's this ideology that, they're going to entertain me. They're going to make me laugh. If you look at a lot of the profiles out there, I just want him to make me laugh or you know, all this kind of stuff. Must have a good sense of humor. Well, of course, we all want that. But there's this overarching ex- or this, uh, this exception that we are going to make each other happy. And I think that just sets the relationship up for failure because you have to be happy by yourself. You have to be happy with who you are. And that gets into some other stuff that we have talked about in the past about meditation. And then you can bring somebody else in there. I like to look at it as friendship plus. So you've got a baseline of friendship with someone, but then there's the added romantic uh, benefits of that. So I think it's super important, but that can't be the, the things that you quote unquote have in common can't be the crux of the relationship. I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's, I think he pointed out something very important that is often overlooked in both men and women. And that is you can't look for your sense of happiness or your your sense of self-completion from other people. That's an inside job. You have to find somebody that compliments you, not completes you, because you got to realize that you're already complete. You're just looking for somebody else to compliment your world, right? Exactly. Jen, what do you think men and or women are looking for in the dating world. What is driving it? I mean, Chase was brought up a good good point about it's almost like 
these check boxes. You know, it's like we're just fucking trading resumes or something like we're going on a job interview. Well, that's what kind of along the lines of what I was saying with the online dating is that it's hard to decipher what the motivation for for them being online is. So that was one of the problems for me is like some people just wanted a hookup. Some people wanted long term. But what you're asking is, are they looking for specifics or is there some kind of a checkbox? And I think maybe the onlineness of it all actually does make it look like more of a of an academic test or something like you have to be good with finances and you have to like dogs and you know like there just has to be this thing that is kind of not realistic you know i'm i support the more organic approach because you you've you have likes and dislikes you have come you have interests in your own life and what makes you you happy as an individual person and so you put yourself in arenas that make you happy so you like going to sports events maybe you like going to theater whatever and you find yourself in these environments you're just going to come across people of like-minded interests and therefore you might find somebody who enjoys being you know doing the same things as you and that seems way more organic and then you kind of unfold like what chase was saying about like people fit into your weird weird little worlds yeah because you have unique things that that play to you and it's whether they work or they don't and so it's kind of difficult to to uh, measure that in in a space where it's digital and i was going to make uh, one more comment about if that if i can because i actually have a friend who's in her early 30s here in wilmington She's um, in her early 30s and she made it a mission because we, we were very surprised, like friends of hers were really surprised. We're like, oh, you're dating somebody? How did that happen? She's like, oh, I found them on Match. We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, so how did it happen? And she's like, oh, girl, I was on a mission. I went on 45 dates before I found him. What? I was like, what? what? I mean, she Holy was. Holy shit, the bar is pretty low, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of 45 people I fucking like let alone we'll go out on a date with <laughs> she was trying it out and that's how many people she had to go through before she found somebody that she actually jived with I mean it's distressing really and <laughs> she has some fortitude more than I do that's for sure jeez man I got a question <laughs> Jen you've tried the online approach what are some of the things that you put up that you look for in someone to spend, we'll say an evening with, as opposed to maybe a lifetime with is, is that how you went about it? Or were you looking for like a life partner? I think when I finally got on it, I was looking for long-term definitely. Um, but they ask you to post a profile and it asks you all sorts of questions. Like, what do you like to do on a Friday night? Um, what's your favorite kind of romantic, you know, meetup, whatever. And so, I don't know, you know, just or, or you could say the general aspects, honesty, communication. This is what I like to, you know, how a normal day would go for me, something like that. So I'm not sure that's answering your question. Are you asking like in a specific scenario? Well, you know, like I said, somebody like myself who hasn't gone that route. I'm just kind of curious of what kind of things you've come across, maybe from a potential date that. You know, oh, you like going to the theater or concerts or sports or dinner. You know, maybe a first day would be dinner and a movie, you know, or that, that kind of thing. There, I think that what I learned is that you you want to have 
uh, some kind of gauge in the beginning, like coffee dates were really a good idea because it's cheap. It's, you know, in the daylight, <laughs> you're, you're basically gauging whether or not there's um, some kind of a connection or chemistry, if you will, because that's, that was one of the downfalls with you start texting somebody and you could keep texting forever. You could text a long, long time before you even meet up with that person and you sound like you're hitting it off with them and then you get in person with them and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I just don't oh, really oh wow, you're retarded. <laughs> you, you're, yeah. Your picture passed through a filter or two there. Holy shit. <laughs> That's what I was kind of wondering because, you know, me personally, I could text all day long and all that kind of stuff, but I like to talk to people, get to know somebody that way. You know, you could text a whole bunch of bullshit and post up a, a profile that seems good, but you know, the next thing you know, the guy's an alcoholic, he beat his last woman, you know, that type of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, you want to go through a progression, or usually that's what my friend Jamie did. She went from you know, the, the texting quickly moved to the next phase, which was the in-person so that you can just not waste time. You don't want to waste too much time with the texting and stuff like that. Or you can go to a phone call and see if that, you know, generates the kind of interest or whatever. But nothing beats meeting in person. Speaking of which, yeah. now, now, Vinny, I know you're a married guy and you're not dating. So this is going to I'm going to throw this. I'm going to have to just throw this at Chase and Jen since this pandemic. And this lockdown crap, how do you how how has that affected you guys or your perceptions of dating or what you've observed? Um, how that's affected other people trying to date or meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright? Chase, what what have you seen? Well, I think there's so many places that have, for example, if you're in a church or certain places that uh, even the gym have has been closed down. So that's where places where a lot of people meet you can't do that. So a lot of people I think have converted to online. Uh, and again, there goes all the problems that we talked about. And is it impossible? No, but it, it's increased the difficulty uh, by a couple percent, I would say. So it's, uh, it, uh, it's added on top of the already difficulty of finding someone. And Jen, I want to uh, kind of tack on to what you said earlier. It's interesting that you mentioned muscle of dogs or that kind of thing. And that's, it's funny because on a lot of the profiles when I was still on some of the, the, the two apps that I was on consistently saw that on, on basically the expectation muscle of dogs, muscle yeah. of dogs. Yeah. And I've talked to a few friends that again, it goes back to, there's this, this uh, list of qualifications or boxes. And if you don't fit, one of them, if you don't quote unquote love dogs just as much as I do, then it, they, in their mind, it's just not going to work. I take and it. So to love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like animals, but I wouldn't say that I'm in love with dogs. I don't have this, this uh, desire to have 10 dogs on a big ranch kind of thing. So that's why you're single, man. <laughs> that's why I'm single. Um, among other reasons, but I knocked it off the first go. Sorry, it's, man. It's just interesting that you see so many, so many people. I wouldn't say it's just women that, that have this expectation. I, I only see it from, from my side, but Jen, I'd be interested to, to see what your side of it was. Did, did you, uh, two parts. Did you see that guys had these, these kind of, weird expectations of any sort and uh on those profiles did you see that guys would say they 
valued communication. And then you would start having that conversation with them, whether it was in the app or over text. And then again, all of a sudden you feel that the conversation is going, is moving in a forward progress. And then all of a sudden it just stops. So was that consistent with you as well? Well, I want to comment real quick on, for example, with the dog situation, I, it's so, that's why these things are limiting, limited and, and not realistic because I, for example, I know a guy who was a total cat person. I mean, talked bad about dogs, like he'd so much that he really hated dogs. Right. And so he gets into a relationship with a girl who hates cats. And she had a dog. And you know what? They're married now. So <laughs> I, I think that it's not cool to like put that kind of a, a black and white expectation because you don't know what can unfold. You're limiting your options before you even get started. It's it's not it's not organic in it, these things. But I know people who have met online that it does work. So I, we're going to have to figure out somebody who's made this work and figure out why it worked for them. <laughs> We're both in the same boat. Um, okay, so to answer your questions, the, to, to me, it wasn't like in the end, the profile was the issue for me. It wasn't like they revealed themselves to be something that they weren't. It's that there was like, you either click with somebody you don't. And so the more you got to know them, the more it was like, yeah, this doesn't seem like it's clicking so much. But it wasn't because like he said he was an honest guy and he wasn't, you know. It didn't seem like that. I think these profiles really should be used as a, a starting point and not try to give your entire life history. And, you know, I didn't I didn't find that. I found that for the most part, it was um, you can interpret what a picture looks like. You could see them holding a fish, which drove me insane. <laughs> <laughs> What anybody says, but a guy who has a fish profile picture is a swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, note to self. If you are a bachelor, note, please note, 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 note fish, fish pictures, or, I, or fish dick pictures. None of those. Those two are. Or, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned that, Jen. I've got a friend that lives down in Georgia, and she sent me this screenshot, and it was exactly that. It was a guy that had a picture of him holding a bass fish and he had oh he, the the little message that he sent her said something about you can't have a menu without me and you so what do you want to eat or something like that and it was just oh. so it was like double over the top you got the fish fish profile picture and you sent me a corny pickup line like she's like i had to screenshot it and block him real quick <laughs> <laughs> Man, the fish pitcher will get you blocked with some people. Holy shit. Please spread well, the word. Just everybody well, spread the word. Men need to Oh, Vinny, actually go ahead. If you got something to add, I just wanted I'm gonna run a, a pitcher question by those two. I was just goof gonna goof around saying I guess somebody like me holding a can of pussy in their profile <laughs> picture is a no go. <laughs> oh. Vinny, we're so glad that you have not been on Mass.com. <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't have done that. But, you know, I'm, I'm what glad. I put on Facebook is basically my sense of humor and not me as an individual, obviously, because otherwise you'd all hate me. But uh, but as a person myself, I like to be diverse as far as learning new things, doing different things and that kind of stuff. I think that kind of helps a relationship as well. Don't be set in your ways. Be a 
willing and able to learn new things that you, a couple can do together, which furthers, uh, I guess, the progress of where things go. Well, Vinny, let me ask you this, man. At what point in time am I going to see you on the Chicken of the Sea commercials? Would you can't impress Is that is that going to be a real possible? I, I just want to well, if you all want to film a commercial and have me, hey, you know what? I'll hold, hold up a can of tuna and go, and God, I miss her. <laughs> I tell you this, I, I would trust your can of tuna more than I would trust the government. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, let me ask you. So, no fish pictures for these young studs out there. What? You're a, you're an intelligent, uh, attractive, stable, reasonably grounded person. What are what kind of pictures are you looking for? What catches your eye? I mean, you're a damn casting director and an actor too. So, I don't know if your bar is going to be a little bit higher than the normal wo- woman's. But what are you looking for? It's all individual, obviously. Like I like, you know, somebody who seems adventurous and kind of open-minded, um, spiritual, um, you know, kind of along those lines, not too religious. Again, this is my own personal preferences. So um, pictures like outdoor stuff or, you know, having fun with friends. Although I don't know how cool that is to post pictures of other people. You know? I, I'm confused. I'm like, well, which one's the one I'm talking to in the picture? Yeah, you believe it. <laughs> it's not going to be the hot one. It's going to be the other one every time. <laughs> well, you figure somebody holding a fish. That's yourself. outdoor stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we're on the coast, Vinny. It's just funny. It's just it's a theme because everybody here in North Carolina, a lot of guys who fish, and for some reason, showing us their catch must be. <laughs> something they think is impressive i don't know hey you know what don't knock it if you can get you a fellow with a pickup truck a salt life sticker and some rubber balls swinging on the back of that thing he's a catch that's a keeper (laughs) pun intended some guy with a beard (laughs) holding an axe in the woods yeah (laughs) you got a pretty mouth boy oh that one's boy squeal a little louder (laughs) (laughs) chase what do you look for man like what kind of pictures do you look for in, in the in the um, profiles that you're viewing? Well, when I was on on the applications, I was looking for outdoorsy adventure, um, whether you're hiking or doing something outdoors, enjoying just social environment with friends. But it's unfortunate because a lot of what you see are just four or five girls consistently in different pictures. And you kind of can't pick fig- figure out which one is which. And they're all just kind of drinking. It's like, well, you're only doing one thing. There's no diversity in it. So just looking for somebody who's real and genuine and authentic, but there's not much of that out there, at least on the online dating stuff. That's interesting perspective, actually, to hear that, because I obviously only see the guy side of things. And I see, you know, like you just don't, you have a range, Chase, of like um, some of them are a little bit more nerdy or some of them are real like fishermen or whatever. So there's this diversity um, do you find, so what you're saying is the, the type of girl you're looking for is just few and far between. Hey, I, let me preface it with saying I'm, I'm kind of unique in that I'm looking for something genuine and I'm not just looking for a one night stand. I'm looking for the long term, and I know what I don't want. And I'm not looking for the, the super dolled up Barbie kind of thing. I'm looking for maybe that, that side of nerdy. But someone who likes to have fun and, and go out and adventure, 
maybe go horseback riding or go hiking or kayaking or, or whatever. Uh, somebody who just likes to live life. And there wasn't sure you've got some people that would have a picture of some of those things, but the, the disconnect is you either like that person and don't get liked back for whatever reason, or you start a conversation. Hey, would you like to go hiking or something? Or, Hey, let's just, here's my phone number. Let's have a chat. Let's have a phone chat or let's go actually meet up. And then you just don't get any response back. And what was, what was really strange is I've heard so much and it's even a, a joke in, with so many comedians now is the concept of the dick pic. A guy just, as soon as you get a, a like from somebody, they send you a picture of their junk. And that just, that, to me, I've always known that that just doesn't work. It's like, it just doesn't work. Girls don't want to see that right off the, way, off the bat. So, uh, having not done that and actually trying to start a real genuine conversation, it's just so mind boggling that I just didn't get any response out of that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm old school and that's for some reason, that's what girls actually do want, even though they're saying they don't want that. I, I don't know. It was just bizarre to me. What's the age range? You're I was looking at, at t- mid twenties to mid thirties, maybe 38, 39. Hmm. You would think that's the age range where, like, they want to get married, you know, maybe to have kids. That's what I thought. Yeah, well, just wait, buddy. Then you're going to have in a few years all the ones that have kids and are now looking for somebody to help yeah. wrangle those, those little bastards. Man. <laughs> have you guys seen that show Catfish? Where, uh, yeah. Yes, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they, if, if you guys uh, listening at home aren't aware of the show Catfish, look into it, Google it. It's really, really good. Uh, the whole premise is basically people who go online and do these dating profiles and they pose as somebody completely different. Like they steal somebody else's image and that everything that they uh, put on there is just complete bullshit. And what happens is people who are being sincere and genuine and being themselves, a lot of times will think that they're talking to the person they're seeing on the screen, but they're not. So, and the term is now called catfish because of that show. And it is an absolute dumpster fire train wreck disaster. Um, The crew from catfish takes the person who got quote unquote catfish, the victim, and they drive or fly the people and they track down the actual person behind the fake profile and they let the victim confront the person. And it's just the most wild Oh my oh, it's wild, man. And it is, it's amazing. But that's a real fucking problem. It's such a problem that they were able to, MTV was able to do a, an entire uh, television show. And they, they did a movie about it too. But um, it's that prominent. What do you guys, what's your take on this video? You've seen that show. What's your, what's your thought on it? Well, I, tell you, I actually have interviewed somebody that was on that show. As a matter <laughs> of fact, her and I are Facebook friends to this day. Oh, so it wasn't like uh, it was like an actual victim? From, it from was, the- no, this was the actual perpetrator. <laughs> oh, this was the perpetrator. And you're friends with the perpetrator now? Right. Okay, let me hear well, this. Apparently, apparently, there was a guy and a girl in New York, upstate New York, and uh, this one girl pretended to be uh, a Playboy junior playmate. Pretty, you know, both of them are, you know, she was a, you know, pretty thing, and uh, and she suckered this guy, and they got into it back and forth, and you know, thinking he was going to date her, and when the 
the host finally hooked them up. They didn't live that far from each other. I think she was doing this to this guy to get even because he dissed her sister or so, or a relative, a friend of hers. She's pretty good looking herself, but she was uh, with these Playboy uh, online things that it didn't, didn't pose nude or nothing, but it was like bikini shots. And uh, I guess he kind of gave a ration of crap because, you know, would would he have dated her if if who she was as opposed to the person she was portraying herself as. And you know, if I was him, I'd have said, you know, yeah, but he was kind of a dork. But <laughs> if, if you're looking to get a girl and somebody's posing as somebody else and fo- the, the phony is fairly pretty herself, you know, what the hell? You might have had a shot at something. But to find out, she's, you know, I even had her on the show as well, posing as the girl she was catfishing, uh, pretending to be. Then I talked to her later, and we, you know, said, you know, I'm not holding anything against you. I'm just curious, uh, you know, what all happened and all that. And uh, it was just, you know, like I said, she was just trying to get even with this guy for screwing over her friend. And uh, turns out, she even did like a catfish reunion. And she's been into some, uh, I guess, events down Atlantic City where she uh, celebrity UFC boxing or boxing or like that. And had turns out she's actually not a straight woman. She's actually gay. So <laughs> it's kind of like weird. How did you meet this lady? <laughs> I'm curious, man. I'm curious. How did you meet well, her? A good old garage talk live. Uh, the guy she was friends with actually lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. And he's does this, uh, supposedly supplies ladies for photo shoots and all this kind of stuff. And he was a race fan and, Supposedly, one of the race drivers, the truck series, uh, somebody I, who else I've met in person and interviewed a lot, uh, Jennifer Joe Cobb, an owner driver. So he told me about, you know, this uh, this one chick and getting her on the show and all that. So I did. And the, your and friend told that, your and, friend told you about her, right? Yeah. Okay. About okay. the phone, about the about the person that she was pretending to be. So I interviewed her as the person she was pretending to be. And then when I tried to pin her down on something, uh, I kind of and figured out that it might not have been uh, actually who she said she was. And then she said she had proof that she was this person. And then the guy say, no, I know it's this other person. And, you know, I, I guess I was kind of getting catfished on radio, but I kind of okay. went with it. All right. So, <laughs> so for clarity, let me break this down and walk back. Okay. So you thought you were talking to this person's alias, this, this, this fictional identity that she was pretending to be. You thought that lady was the fictional identity. You didn't have any idea it was different until later. So is that what right. you're saying? Okay, so you right. kind of did. And that's what got me to watch the show, to see ah. who the actual chick was on the Stern show. Okay, so the playmate, the actual playmate was on the Stern show, and you thought you were, she was claiming that she was her, and you thought you were talking right. to the playmate. Okay, I'm tracking now. Right. Holy So shit. apparently, the guy brought this girl on the show, I guess he was part of the setup, you know, I didn't, and he, I found out who she was, and I said, I'll, I'll talk to her, and so uh, she, when she posts stuff, I replied, she replies back, and I, I and, uh, you know, I said, we're kind of Facebook friends now, but it's just weird how when you talked about that show that I can relate. 
<laughs> I, I hopefully, hopefully no, none of our guests have catfished us. If they have, uh, they're pretty damn good at it. I'm not aware of it. Chase, let me ask you something, man. Why do you, why do you think uh, people are catfishing people? What, what do you think's their motivations behind that? Oh, there's probably a few. I think boredom might be uh, part of it. And then there's, uh, and you can actually tell me, tell a story about to a degree what catfishing is from one of your past relationships, but from a really weird state. Uh, I think there's some, I think there's some kind of weird uh, people get off of it and there's, they're, they're getting attention and uh, people aren't happy with themselves. And so they pretend to be somebody else to get, uh, attention or affirmation or, or whatever. And so I think there's a, a combination of things that, that kind of play into that. Jen, what about you? Why do you think that they are catfishing yeah. people? Is that yeah. the question? What do you, what do you think is motivating that? And, 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 uh, have you seen that or been victim to that or done that? No, I haven't. I just, <laughs> oh, <don't. laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but that's why I got Vinny. He'll go there every fucking time. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Go ahead. I'm too honest a person. This is why I shouldn't be on social media yeah. at all. I can't, I wouldn't even think to do something like that. I, I just imagine it's just a product of the social media, you know, generation or the way our lifestyles are now. It's like an entertainment of sort. That's the only thing I could really reach to it's it's entertaining um and mean it's mean how's i don't like it how sad is that that somebody will just forego the feelings of somebody else for their own personal just boredom or entertainment and enjoyment i mean that that really speaks volumes about the lack of character and, and integrity and just empathy people have, or well, some people have, and there's a lot of good people out in the world still, but damn, man, when you run into those bad ones, it sucks. It sucks. Well, actually, I'm going to jump in right now because that's a nice little opening that I don't know if, Chase, you have experienced this, but speaking of that, there are a lot of married men who are out there doing nefarious things. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's not cool either. But, uh, you know, guys who are happily married like Vinny, that's one thing. But there are a lot of unhappily married men who are doing not good stuff. I wonder, though, yeah, how, no. how, how much does it go both ways, though? I mean, I would think women. There's got to be some women doing the same shit. Too. Well, that's my question. Yeah, I wanted to know. Uh, Chase, what do you have you had any of that happen? I never experienced that. But again, I, I was pretty particular in the kind of person that I'm looking for. And if they had kids, that was kind of a, I would look at each case. I'm like, all right, what's their situation? Does it look like there's drama surrounding that or anything like that? But most of it was, it it seemed like there were, there were a lot of women that were about my age or a little bit younger that had one or or more kids, but I never really saw any girls that uh, it seemed like they were married or that, that you're like, all right, she's got some pictures up, but she's only got one picture where she's by herself kind of thing to, that would give me any kind of cause to believe that she had a husband or a boyfriend or anything. But that's the thing about online dating is you just never know what the reality versus that, that uh, profile is. But I would say, I, I would think that more men are doing stuff like that than more women. 
but I couldn't say for for fact or give any kind of statistics about it. What I've it wasn't necessarily on um, these online dating actually. Like I, I had a weird situation where I went to um, a friend's like you know how they give game nights at their houses, and I went to this girl's game night and. You know, it was real small, actually. There's only, like, seven of us there or whatever. And there was a guy there that, um, he kind of nerdy, kind of, like, quiet, real quiet, soft-spoken dude. Um, didn't say a whole lot during the party or whatever. But I remember him mentioning something to me, like, hey, you look like my sister-in-law. So, they're, you know, like, right off the bat, he's married, whatever. Oh, cool I, I get that a lot i don't know what these people look like <laughs> he's like oh I'll, I'll send you a picture and i was like okay cool send me a picture and of course that started up this whole thing facebook messenger is like the place where this kind of stuff happens <laughs> where the guy the married men just like needs some kind of outlet and i was i was on to him from like very beginning like i had my radar up about him and so i kind of went down the path of just like feeling it out <laughs> i wanted to hear him basically admit it you know what i mean like i wanted to hear what his just justification on this was and he was really I mean, he was probably like mid-30s in intelligent dude he had a happily quote happily married guy they even had a couple of kids and the more he was talking he's like well i just you know have a situation where um i don't have uh, there's certain needs, you know, and uh, it, there are other friends that might have this situation too. And, you know, we just help each other out for a short time. And then when we go back to being our normal lives with our married, that is complicated. Like, yeah. Wow. Did y'all, I, I was like, well, thank you for all that information. And then I unfriended him <laughs> from Facebook. <laughs> Did y'all hear about that website? Something Ashley or Ashley something. It's it's an online dating site specifically for uh, married people. Yeah, didn't their roster get fucking home. hacked and leaked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, it did. Oh my god! That let that be a lesson to you, married motherfuckers. That that's shit. That's the only reason I know about it. Yeah, man, that's the reason a lot of people's wives know about it, <laughs> or uh -huh. ex-wives know about it. Should I say? Man, I wanted to create a website so to expose the guys. I really did. I was like, there's got to be a market for this. Cheaters registry, kind of like the sexual offender registry. You have the cheaters yeah. registry. So it's like, instead of a car fax, I want to get the dick fax on this guy. We are out of here. You know, just one of those deals that, you know, <laughs> you got to have the <laughs> cheaters register. What, what are your thoughts on, on poly polyamorous relationships um open basically open relationships Vinny, what i'm not shit Vinny. you just field this question however you want to <laughs> <laughs> open the door Jim. well you know the, the old saying different strokes for different folks some people agree to it some people have open relationships and they can be married and uh don't even bring said partner home for threesomes or whatever that, that, if it's what you want to do, fine. If it works for you, even better. But everybody has to be, you know, you don't want to have somebody you go bang on the slide and come home with an STD. And then how do you explain that to your wife, you know, <laughs> or your partner, <laughs> or your husband? Carefully. It's just one of those things that if you all agree to it, it's one thing. And I had a friend who uh, was by and 
her husband, her boyfriend took her to a swingers party on New Year's Eve. You know, whatever works for you, variety is the spice of life. And uh, <laughs> maybe the the person Jen uh, met at that game night, maybe, uh, you know, he was into certain weird things that his wife wasn't. So he needed to, instead of just being faithful, he decided to go out and try different things, I guess. Maybe maybe the missus was only a one-input woman or... <laughs> I prefer the term God-fearing woman. Well, you know, that brings up a good point, Vinny, and that is how important it is to be really open and honest with your partner or your potential partners. Not just about your, you know, am I, I've got a wife or I've got a husband, by the way, not just that, but just being up front and go, hey, man, I like to have a Barbie doll jammed up my, you know, jammed up my ass while I drink a ice cold Coca-Cola. It gets me off. Whatever the thing is, man, whatever your thing is, I don't know, whatever. You feel like to be choked or smacked or, fuck, you know, whatever. You, but you got to be open. To, I mean, you got to be open with that and go, hey, can you really dress up like Bugs Bunny and jack me off? Are, are you up for that? Are you up for that? Because if you're not up for that, I got to go on match. Because you must love dogs and jerk me off dresses Bugs Bunny. I'm just saying. <laughs> you start, but what do you, you start a what, what do you think? called Snatch.com. Man, I know. We're gonna we're all gonna leave here with our own independent businesses after tonight, tonight's podcast. <laughs> I gotta get on the computer in just a minute. Damn, I gotta crack this stuff out. But what do you think oh. about that though? I mean, what what do you think about uh uh these open relationships and and the such? Chase have have you known anybody who uh, that's worked for or against? No, I haven't. Uh, I think it's interesting because, again, I said earlier that there's not a one-size-fits-all kind of formula for romantic relationships or romantic love. I do believe that they're, if people are really being honest with themselves, that they kind of do want a special person. And there is a level of intimacy in having – that's a bond with a special person. But I do think that people, a lot of times, in fact, I would arguably say that most people are not really uh, honest with themselves. And so they either settle with someone. And then, as you said earlier, that their needs are not getting fulfilled. So they look elsewhere. Or you get two people that are just kind of trying to make it work for a, a whole host of different reasons and they're just not a good match. And so they make some kind of agreement, Hey, we're married, but let's see other people kind of thing. And let's basically be married for the tax benefits or whatever. So I think it's just interesting if people were really honest with themselves. And again, this is not a blanket statement for everyone, but if the majority of people were honest with themselves, if we're looking at statistics, like most people get married to one person kind of thing. Uh, I'd be interested to know if people were really into that kind of stuff or if they're just playing into it because their partner is, is kind of into that stuff and they're just kind of going along with it to, to keep the peace. Man, I don't know. That's a good question. I think though that what happens with a lot of people is they, in the courting or the dating phase, everybody's trying to put on a little bit of a song and dance and put their best foot forward. Because uh, they're looking for that validation. A lot of people are lonely. And they get all the way. Some people get all the way up till 
up to marriage. And it isn't till marriage and living together for some time where people's real shit starts to come to the surface and things start coming out of the closet. And people are like, oh, you're into this, you're into that. I had no idea. Oh, my God, this is a side of my partner I didn't know existed. And then there's all this tension and turmoil. And then I think maybe people in turn respond to that. Either they're not up front with their partner because they know they're going to fucking hit the door or they just go outside the relationship. Um, I was going to comment on um, kind of along the lines of what Chase was saying, because I think that uh, there are plenty of relationships uh, where people can make it work and being open and honest is the key to it. I, I definitely know a couple um, when I used to live in Raleigh, I mean, they were just really um, wanting to explore and they agreed together that this is what they would do. And they each had different partners and, and they made it work. I mean, it was it was a mutually beneficial situation for the two of them, even though they were still married to each other. Um, so so as long as as long as you're on the same page about it, that's the whole key. It's when people are dishonest and they cheat and don't tell their partner or whatever. And this could branch into a whole a whole conversation on marriage in general, like whether or not marriage is the best route for people or if it's even a natural state of being <laughs> which i kind of i don't i don't really support because i think that people change so much over time that it i don't know it's i've seen so many situations with marriage where it's hard for them to get out of they stay because of the kids they stay because of the finances whatever it is and it ends up to be like a miserable scenario and i, I think it's kind of not cool i don't know what does everybody feel about that? I guess it all depends on how you grow together. Conversation is a big thing because if you quit talking to each other, then that's where I think things start to disintegrate because you can always find commonality and and trying new things physically, but when it comes to emotionally and you and you can't really communicate with each other anymore, then that's when things start to deteriorate. So as long as you can do that and maybe do silly things that cheer each other up or console one when they're down or angry and, and vice versa, you're with that person and you feed off each other. So and that's how I guess it it's worked for me. And I guess it's how it works for a lot of people because there are people that just get married because that's the thing to do. They have a kid or they'll have a kid because the relationship is going south and think, then you think that'll help them to you know get better and usually makes things worse because then you can't be yourself and uh, have to deal with all that. Fortunately for me, I didn't get married at a young age. Uh, they said we dated for a while, but when we finally, when I finally got married, we I finally got married. She was thirty, I was thirty-five, so kind of sowed my wild oats prior to meeting her. So you know things were like that. So that's kind of stuff you got to get out of your system first before you can settle down, I guess. Well, that, that's the thing, man. I got married at 20, like a dumbass. But in my defense, I, I, I had a lot of stuff going on. I was battling with major depression. I had lost my dad the year before. I, and I didn't have, it, I didn't have a, any male role models or any people that uh, really had my back. I was kind of on my own. So I wound up with this um, young lady who was less than stellar. And long story short, I marry her, join the army. And when I got out of the army, 
became a cop and then she was, you know, we were finished not too long after my law enforcement career began. And the, the interesting thing I found in kind of hindsight 2020 is that we really did change. And we really, I mean, even a short amount of time at just that point in our lives, when you're in your late teens and early twenties, those are still such formative years for all of us. And I think I would imagine part of your success, Vinny, is being 35 and really being, being settled down. You're, you were saying, you know, soul in your wild oats, but it's like, man, I, I've re I feel like I've reinvented myself half a dozen times throughout the course of my adult life. And I'm just not the same person I was um, 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even five years ago. So some people I think kind of get together and they can grow in similar ways and they challenge each other in the, in the right ways and healthy ways. But then other people, man, they just kind of go into that cocoon and then come out a completely different butterfly. I agree with that. I can definitely write a similar story to that as far as I'm 35 and looking back at my younger self, there are parts of me that are, are the same, a core essence, if you will, but I am such a different person. I know myself so much more in depth. I know the things that I want and don't want so much more clearly now. And I would say I know the person that I want to be so much better. And I think that's just a, a huge piece of information to know going into a relationship is knowing who you are and the person that you want to be. Because if you're, if you're searching for those things from a very early stage and you're, you've, you're tr- then you're trying to also account for life decisions with someone else, you can hinder yourself and it turns into a settling kind of situation where you get married and you're, you're wanting to go and travel the world and they're just wanting to stay right where they grew up kind of thing. And so it can be a, a huge point of contingency. Oh, I've seen that in, in, in a number of different couples that I've known throughout the years that that very thing has happened. And so in some cases, it's not even just uprooting. Some cases, uh, one of them is ready to just settle down and be still and start a family. And then the other one is still in the, I want to party and rock and roll all night phase. Uh-huh. So it's like day and night clashing. Jen, you, you really brought up an interesting take that I thought was pretty cool was that uh, you said something along the lines of marriage might not be for everybody. Do you feel like there are some people that are just better off by themselves? Do you feel like they're just people that are, they're better off uh, just not having any strings on them? Perhaps um, actually I want to, before I forget this, I want to jump back real quick and just reiterate something what Vinny said earlier really spoke to me because um, in relationships that I have had one of the core values um, is communication and that just having someone that you like to talk to is so important it's really important and that's the thing that kind of lasts throughout the relationship because I I knew a couple back in Raleigh um, real cute um, ambitious she's like an event manager kind of girl that I worked with and when she um, introduced me to her husband, I was like, this doesn't seem like, you know, like they just didn't seem like the right match or whatever, maybe like looks wise or interest wise or whatever. And I said, why, 
why did you know how did you know that he was the right one you know how did you know that and she's just like that was a very simple answer it was like i just like talking to him i just always want to talk to him <laughs> it was such a sweet <laughs> innocent like response but that makes complete sense because that's what kind of gets you through everything um but to answer your question i yeah i guess that's true i mean marriage is is kind of a man-made thing it's it's not really necessary if you're already committed in your heart to somebody you can you can certainly navigate a relationship without that that piece of paper or the, the government sanctifying it or whatever i just feel like it's or if you if you um I don't know. This is such an interesting question because there are people who can exist in marriages in like different houses. In like different yeah, cities. and how does that work? How do you sustain that kind of shit? Because what? Where's porn. your communication? You know? Yeah, porn. Yeah, but they might be real individual, like um, independent people, and they just you know share share this connection or whatever. But they need their independence. I don't know. It's whatever works for whoever. And there are a lot of obviously like financial benefits to being married. So it makes sense. No, I, I get know. that. I get that. It's just a weird thing. I mean, it's just, I think it really just comes down to, you do have to find somebody who's crazy, either matches your crazy or who's crazy. You could just fucking tolerate, <laughs> you know, I, It'll be the marriage vows. I can tolerate you. Let's get married. Yeah, man. <laughs> a lot of people too. Once they get married, it's like everything's going along good. Then they get married, and then it seems like things change. Then, like somebody, one of the, one of the two might get possessive. While you know, we're married now. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. And then the other one says, "Fuck you. I'm out of here." Man, I'm gonna get married. I I always said I'll never get married again, but I I told myself the other day I said I'm I will get married again, um, when I'm 80. You know, yeah. Well, 80. think about it. I mean, the only thing gonna be that's gonna be changing for for me at 80 is gonna be my depends. You know, so you need somebody I'm, to change your depends. I'll need somebody for sure. Absolutely. See, Vinny, you're planning ahead. You know, you're like you're on it. Yeah, so I'm gonna need somebody to change my depends, and then, yeah, I don't know. I what the what the fuck could happen? I'll probably be dead any minute, so a divorce probably wouldn't be the most terrifying thing to face at that time in my life. So why not? I'm just glad I never had kids. That was uh, I had three stepkids, man. That was fucking rough. That was rough. That cured me of, of any desire to have children. And uh, I got to see firsthand what it's like to be stuck in a relationship where you're the parent and then the other parent doesn't want to be a parent. And that's, again, Chase mentioned me getting catfished. I really kind of did get catfished, but in real life without using a computer. But, man, when you get stuck in those situations and oftentimes you feel stuck, uh, you got to navigate a way out of that stuff life is too damn short to be miserable you know Vinny, i have a question for you because you're the only married person here sure so what if what if what do you think of that scenario where people are in marriages where they change so much or they or someone just develop i don't know they become so different that it's miserable it's like actually miserable like do you do you see other couples hanging on too long or just staying in it that's just it. I think it's like years ago, back in my day, uh, 
people got married, whether and if the marriage was bad, they stayed with it because of the kids. But it's it's too easy to I mean, it's easy now to get out of a marriage where years ago it probably wasn't. If things change better for worse now, that that can take on a bunch of different topics. Like just because something is different, is it worse in your eyes or his eyes, or is it something ooh, being is different? Maybe I could try something, try that difference too. And, you know, you, like I said, you'll grow into whatever's different. But if it gets to the point where it becomes toxic, then then it's a different story you want to get out. And when you're married and, and you're trying to get out of that marriage, it's always half. I want half. Give me half of yeah. everything. Oh, God. <laughs> that scares well, see, that's another thing, too, that scares a lot of people. Well, you know, can that person survive by themselves? Does that person have to be supported? And, you know, again, if kids are involved, then you got to pay child support. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that just abandon everything, and including their kids. And then, which personally, if you're a p- parent and you have children, you should take care of your children, even even if uh, the other partner stuck with, cu- we'll say stuck with custody or has custody of them. You, because uh, there's a reason why the one person got the custody, and usually it's the mom. Some I've seen instances where it's the father. So, it, but if you have kids, you should take care of your kids no matter what. And uh, as far as uh, getting to the point where you got to split up, then you know it's one of the things you got to take into consideration. You've, if you co-own things, then yeah, maybe they should get half. But if you got your stuff and they got their stuff, then you know they. I guess it all depends on how good a lawyer you have, what they can get out of it for you. Man, that's some scary shit. Well, I tell you, man, we could probably go on this topic for another three freaking hours, but I think it's about time to wind down, wrap it up, and go on to final thoughts before we kick this goat into season two. Um, Man, my final thoughts on it is marriage is, is just not for everybody. And I, I think the biggest mistake I see in people is just they are trying to fill a void inside themselves that truly only themselves can fill. And there's an old saying, you have to love yourself before you love anybody else. Well, that's true. The reason why that's true is, number one, I think you got to know your, uh, you have to know the value of yourself. If you know how valuable you are, your the bar uh, will be raised accordingly to the caliber of people that you let into your life. So it's very important to know that value. And when somebody values you and you know how to love yourself, you'll be able to, to know how to love them in return. A lot of people are not very good partners and they do things in unhealthy ways just because they don't know how to love. They don't know how to give it and they don't know how to receive it. And that messes a lot of people up and it causes a lot of problems in relationships. And my personal take on it is, is just figure out who the hell you are, figure out who you want to be and where you're going and find somebody that you just like and get along with who's interested in heading that direction with you. Chase, what do you think, man? Final thoughts? I think uh, stop putting all these check boxes together. And just be open to what, who comes across your path and don't, don't just chuck someone out because they don't 
love dogs or make six figures or whatever. You know, give everybody a chance. They might not be the image of what you projected when you were 10 years old of marrying or being in a relationship, but that there is that that's a fallacy. That's just a fantasy. And uh, just figure out what you want for yourself and, and figure out what you're not going to settle for. That's another big thing. Just don't settle. Go for what you want and be the person that the person you want would want. I'll let you unpack that one yourself. That's heavy. Jen, what do you think? I think that um, I'm kind of I'm kind of grateful that the the ideas and how society views marriage is, has changed, and there are a lot more um, not just options but acceptance of of the different options. So, like, it's no longer expected that marriage and kids is the norm. Uh, that that you can be free to explore whatever you want. So open marriages, you can explore no marriage. You can, you know, and that that. Again, I do support the um, idea of becoming whole yourself and taking that seriously before you even embark upon, you know, a partnership with somebody. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that that society has evolved in its concept of marriage over the years. We just got to get these people online to evolve. Jesus, some of them look like freaking animals. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> Vinny, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Well, like everything in life, you have to work at it for it to grow. And there's always that, uh, there, you know, everybody says, I'm looking for the right person. Here's one for you. Don't look for the right person. Be the right person. No truer words were spoken tonight than those, my friend. I think that wraps it up for episode 13 and for season one. I hope to see everybody back for season two next week. I'm hoping some people out there are single married or somewhere in betweeny hopefully they got something good out of it and uh i know i have so i appreciate you guys' contributions and uh vinny i appreciate you staying married you're you're giving us uh you're giving us some hope buddy <laughs> well thank you <laughs> i mean you know mine's working and you know maybe it's just me and her clicked and uh it's why it's working well, I got to find, you know, we all got to find people that we, we click with me personally. I love dogs. Kids on the other hand, negative ghost rider. The pattern is full. Well, that's it, everybody. I appreciate everyone's time and contributions. Keep on listening. Keep thinking for yourselves. We're going to keep wrapping and solving the world's problems one episode at a time. And while you don't have us on, put the glasses on because they still live. Kick this goat, Vinny.